also dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garcia? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick My Bells. Right here on a bunch of different networks. HackerHoutMe.Podbean.com, RotSaladReview.com. Of course, on our own personal feed, Suck My Balls on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Overcast, TouchCast, BreakerCast, um, your mom's cast, YouTube. If you're watching Yo, us on video. And if you are watching us on video, you can see that South Park is still the theme for us with our uh, fake green screen. As uh, Scoop is, uh, of course, sitting uh, in a tank top looking sexy uh, with the background there of uh, South Park. And I am in uh, full spirit of this episode, as you'll see the spooky vision, hopefully. If not, Skype will probably cut it off, too. So it might just look like I'm sitting in a background full of like a line with... I don't know, Cartman on one side and Cartman on the other. But it is Spooky Fish. That is the episode, guys. Season 2, episode 15. Suck My Balls, number 29. And uh, I think we're rocking and rolling. Before we get started, I'm your host, the most lives on the West Coast, your boy, Matthew Schaffer. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Uh, my host here, you can speak to him directly if you'd like on our Twitter at SuckMyBallsPod, as he is known as, as well. He's willing to go after anybody. Ladies anybody, and gentlemen, I don't even care. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Just like take a moment and say, how are you today? And that, He's back. You're back. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. You know, having fun out there, riling up the masses. You know, You're riling up those people. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, for those uh, who are unaware, you can follow us on Suck My Balls Pod. And over the last week, uh, Scoop has managed to cultivate a little bit of a following now. People are starting to follow us more online. And uh, you've also got a lot of controversial nature type of conversations as uh, people are either <laughs> reacting to what you have to say, which I think is the ultimate idea Yes. You, I know you're just trying to get people to react, uh, but sure. you are making people converse, which I think is important as yeah. well. Discussions need to be had. Like, at this point in time, Like if it's calling everybody out for everything and bringing light to everything, then that's what needs to happen. For change to happen, we all need to admit what's wrong. And if you can't admit what's wrong, change won't happen. So until people are able to admit that things are wrong and things need to change, that's when it will actually happen. So that's those, what are, for. those are all valid points. And I think a lot of people, including myself, I would either say they commend you or they're also not uh, offended by what you're doing as well. Because it's maybe things that need to be said to certain individuals who are uh, not taking <clears throat> into consideration uh, others' individual rights and feelings and whatnot. Right. Uh, however, in my case, uh, I, I, will, I will say, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, most of the tweets that are coming from this Twitter account are uh, Tom Atkins. This guy, this guy right here. I so take scoop. All of the ones I'll take. I'll take. You know, come on, come at me. Let's go. I'm I mean, not hiding. So, I'm like, right scoop, here. Scoop is obviously not a troll behind a a keyboard. He's also someone who keeps himself in fine shape. And I'm sure if you'd like to meet in a wrestling match or an exhibition with rules, you know, with realities, oh, you know. Yeah. 
they're not going to be stupid. Everyone gets to go home tonight to their families. But if you think you would like to partake in some sort of uh, ritualistic combat, Scoop's ready. <laughs> I'll be his manager, brother. Ready. You step into the ring. I got you for three chance. minutes. It's three minutes of me time. When you step into the ring with Scoop Jackson, not only are you going to get jacked, well, son, you're going to get, get scooped. Scooped. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SuckMyBallsPod. But you're here to get your gaggle and giggle on yes. another episode of South Park. As we've got Spooky Fish, which was, as you pointed out before we started recording, was kind of a introduction of, of Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. But she, we did get her in the Mecha Streisand episode, if you recall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already we did review that when they had to get the triangles of Zinthar back together. Right. Which you can go back and listen to one of our audio episodes. <laughs> that was part of season one. That is not available <laughs> in video format. Uh, I did not save all those videos. <laughs> I was just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I was like, we're doing audio. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, in season two, we were just like, we kind of started talking about it. We were like, we should do video. And I was like, damn, I should have saved those videos. Those would have been great, but that's okay. The audio is all available everywhere. You can go check out any platform. Just look up Suck My Balls if you want to hear that review. Maybe we'll go back and we'll do another version of it again at, at Patreon exclusive down the line. I wouldn't mind. Just getting fucked up, center shots, and you know, <laughs> bull after bull trying to like, yeah, I remember this episode. So Got to be from memory, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't even watch it. We just review it free ball. Yep. Like, no, no, we review ourselves reviewing it. Like, there we go. Savior, Matt. God, <laughs> it sucked in season one of these reviews. That would be good. Like, have we ever, like, I wonder if people have done that, like, on a podcast where they right? just go back and reviewed themselves. I don't think I've ever... Like, I think we could do that. Like, we should we do that for, for Patreon. Like, we can go back. Like, damn, you sucked here, bro. Why do you say right? shit? <laughs> like, why are you even talking? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, you know who wasn't talking a lot in this episode was Kenny. We don't have a lot of what does Kenny say here. And you know what? We so much so don't have a lot does what Kenny say, Scoop, in rare form. I think we should go ahead and get it out of the way. We're going to start with what did, did Kenny, Kenny say? say? All right. Well, um, in this instance, it has to do with the pumpkin. They are asking Kenny if he brought the pumpkin. Kyle says, it's about time, Kenny. Did you bring the pumpkin? And Kenny says, uh-huh. And Cartman says, well, where is it? Kenny brings out a squash and sets it on the table. And uh, Cartman says, uh, what the hell is that? And <laughs> he says, it's the only thing I could afford. And that's, that's what Kenny said. said. There we go. <laughs> All right. We had to re-record that a couple times there, folks, for those listening when I edit that. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Nice to hear it from you again. And I hope you enjoy listening to yourself, fucking weirdo. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Let's move on to the beginning of this episode, Scoop. Are you excited to review this episode with me? This is a good episode. It's a fun well, episode. well, it's the 15th episode overall of season two. It's the 28th episode overall of South Park. It originally aired on October 28th, 1998. Man. What is this, our it, 30th episode? This is episode number 29. Suck my balls 29. It even says so on the on the document that you're looking at. Man, you right. <laughs> Right there, I see it. Spaces <laughs> up. Yeah, so this is episode twenty-nine. Uh, episode thirty after this will be a hollow, or sorry, a Christmas episode <laughs> uh, with Mister Hanky again. So that'll be fun. We'll get to review that. He'll be back, and then uh, episode thirty-one, which is the gnomes episode. I actually recorded this episode already. Episode thirty-one on location with some other peeps. Now, I haven't checked out the editing of it and see, to see if it was good. So, if it <laughs> turns out if it turns out decent, we might air that. If it doesn't turn out decent, 
then me and Scoot will re-record that. Uh, that's just being real. Maybe that'll become like a, a bonus episode down the line. Like, because it's like with me and my buddy Darren and Darren's friend Kyle, who I just met. Kyle. Kyle was pretty cool, but he he wasn't like a typical Kyle. Like I met an, I met one of those other Kyles online. This Kyle was it, it was pretty cool. Kyle. He was a totally yeah, guy. Cool. He's a pretty cool guy. Play music. He was pretty like into the like. I just want to like make music to make music. Like I don't want to be famous. That's why like I want to do like an undercover band. I'm just like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I was like, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. I so, it a lot. That might go up, but at the very least, Scoop, that does let us stay, uh, you know, kind of an episode ahead. We do like to record in advance to kind of have these episodes to just have them in the can for any emergency situations like we have experienced before. Right. But Aunt Flo comes to town in this episode, Scoop. Uh, Aunt Flo! Okay, you know what? We didn't put this down as a dislike, but I, I can already tell you right now, right off the bat, one thing I don't like about this. What the hell? How come she gives Shelly an entertainment system for the TV? Right? What? Entertainment system. like Some badass, too. Right, and then she gives a fucking skit stand a goldfish. Wow, really? Hey, I love Aunt Flo. Okay, Shelly, this one's for you. <laughs> it's a television CD player, surround sound, home theater. What do you say, Shelly? Thank you, Aunt Flo. Okay, Stanley, your turn. Your very own fish. That murders people. Goldfish. That murders people. Now, she didn't know about that part. But still, a goldfish, that's what you're going to get, Stan? You can't even get him something cool like this was 98. She couldn't have got him a a lame boy or a a comma gamosphere number one. Or a game for the Okama Game of Sphere? Something. <laughs> right? Something. Just, it bothers me that she got him a fish. Well, she gets him a fish. But before we get that, that's the main storyline here. Is because, you know, she, he gets an evil fish. And Cartman has a parallel version of himself enter into the storyline here. So at the bus stop after school, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are discussing the pumpkin carving contest. And how they should enter. Now they realize that Cartman is not at school again. So they're wondering, you know, what's going on now. Cartman shows up (laughs) and in this instance (laughs) makes no sense. And the boys don't really question it. I mean, I guess they kind of do, but they don't really question it for long. Uh, Cartman has a beard, which I mean, which is just weird for an eight year old in any um, form of cartoon. Right. Just a little bit. You know, I would notice it. As scoop is uh, getting lightening up here. Right, I would notice that on one of my friends as I walk up. It's like, dude, you're you're nine. Why do you have a goatee like that? What the fuck? <laughs> dude, you're nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. No, that's good. I like that. <laughs> it was very very awkward to say the least. Right. And they and they and they they looked at him as well. They were like, What? And then he tells the others that he couldn't come to school because he was looking up after his mom because she was ill. And then he taking also care of the house. Right, he's taking care of the house. And he also asks if any homework was assigned. And the boys like look really shocked, confused, and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> what? Like, who is this Eric Cartman? Which, I mean, in truth, we did we didn't know at the time, you know, during the original airing of this episode when you watched it, for all we know. Eric was just wearing a, a Halloween mask. Right. What was your right. initial thought when you watched this episode? Like, oh my gosh, what did, kind of Eric Cartman is this? Or you were just like, oh, this is totally a fake Cartman. Um, no, I think, you know, it's totally fake Cartman. Well, not, but like a different Cartman. You know what I mean? I guess it's hard to say because it's, I don't know. Just want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by Black Cherry Kool-Aid. Black Cherry Kool-Aid. It's delicious. Also by Sprite. Sprite! Give me Sprite! No, we're not not sponsored by Pepsi. Kool-Aid, though, yes. It's OG. You know what I'm saying? I think Sprite is Coke. Whatever. Same big companies. Sprite is bomb. I don't give a fuck what you say. Whatever. Drink Kool-Aid. Wait a minute. You moderate your sugar and know how much you put in, um, Mr. Nutrition Guy. You know that. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at his shoulders. He's a beast. Mm. Look at. Why don't you go and flex for me? Give me that. Oh, oh, that's that's Tom out town now. That's Tom out town now. That part will only be for the YouTube guys. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can you'll hear me and point at myself say this. Otherwise, on the podcast, they won't get this. <laughs> So uh, as we as we mentioned, Cartman also states that he wants the homework assigned. They're dumbfounded. They bring up the fact that there is a pumpkin carving contest, and Cartman offers to get money so they can buy a pumpkin. But meanwhile, at the same time, then I think is it at that point then the other Cartman shows up, or is that later? I think it's later. Okay, right. So it's the late. first. Okay, so first we go to the Marsh residence, and we see Aunt Flo. And she's, you know, she's come for her monthly visit. Now, let me say that again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at the Marsh residence, uh, Sharon's aunt comes to visit. Now, her aunt happens to be named Aunt Flo. Flo, yeah. Aunt Flo Kimball, I guess, is the is the full name if you look up on <laughs> South Media. And it says that, uh, you know, she's come to stay for a monthly visit. She gives Shelly, like we mentioned, a large stereo system. Which is like badass looking. Like I think she didn't. She didn't say like it was like projector or something. Yeah, like you can project. It's like a full on television in a box is what it was back then. Yeah. <sighs> Pull that goldfish a, for Stan. Do you have a surround sound system at your place at all? Yeah, my dad was a pretty big nerd too. So, uh, but he was like cool. You know what I mean? So he had this sick ass Bose sound system in the house where there's like speakers behind you. It was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's like eight speakers in one big ass bass. It was pretty sweet. Okay. <laughs> it had like a radio player. It had like two tape players in it. It was like a six CD changer. It's pretty sweet. All right, all right. Here we go. I was just gonna say, uh, do you have one now? Do you have any type of surround sound system at your pad? No. Oh come on! You don't even have the Walmart forty fifty dollar brand. <laughs> oh. You gotta get that Dura brand, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The silver ones. Dura brand. Yeah, I gotta I get that Dura brand, dog. I gotta get that Dura at least. At <laughs> least have you some Dura brand, dog. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I live by myself, and I have a 60-inch television. And the way I have it positioned at the foot of my bed, I don't really need surround sound because the speaker is at the front, so it's boom. So I'm pretty good. But if uh, you know, if I if I was gonna put it in my living room here. I would definitely get some surround sound set up if I was going to set that up. But I kind of like having just kind of like a studio type of a open <laughs> feel to it. Excuse me. Uh, that's what happens when you're single, though, Skew, not when you're tied down. Yeah. Yeah. As Stan's house uh, – or sorry, no, first, later on, Cartman shows up. But now he doesn't have the beard. And the boys are like, well, where's the money? <laughs> and he's like – he's like, hey, the- you got your money? He's like, I ain't got no hell of money for you. <laughs> that, that's a common theme throughout this episode is the R. Cartman, as you might say, or this reality's Cartman. His catchphrase for this episode is hella. Hella. Oh. Hella. 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 That's hella gay. That's hella stupid. Why the hell would I do that? So he says that he would not do that. And uh, he said, but th- it was funny though, because I think when he shows up, they're like, well, and he's like, well. Here he comes. Hey, Carmen, did you bring us money from your mom? <laughs> yeah, right. You guys can kiss my black ass. You said you could get us money, Cartman. Man, you guys are hella stupid. If I had money, I wouldn't give it to you, assholes. Well, at least he's back to normal. Yeah, but we can't get a pumpkin, so we can't enter the carving contest. It's okay. Kenny said he'd get one. Oh, how's Kenny gonna get one? He's hella poor. Why do you keep saying hella, fat ass? Because I'm hella cool, that's why. Well, what? Well, look like Moy Povich. <laughs> <laughs> or what are you expecting, Maury Povich, or something like that? And and then at Stan's house now, the boys are beginning to carve a squash because Kenny brought, as we mentioned, a squash it, or a jack, you know, to be a jack o' lantern. That's all I could afford. So 
So Cartman's like, dude, I'm like, gotta hate you, Kenny. And then as he walks out of the room, no, no, he goes out to get a knife. And then all of a sudden, another Cartman comes in with the beard, and he's got a knife. And then they start carving, and he starts singing, You guys my best friend. If it gets in. No, Kenny, you should cut with the blade facing away from you. You're going to hurt yourself. There you go. Isn't it fun, you guys? Carving pumpkins for Halloween. You guys are my best friends. To thick and thin. We've always been together. We're four of a kind. Having fun all day. Piling around and laughing away. Just best friends. Best friends are we. I love you guys. Nobody better. Nobody better. Oh, yeah. Nobody better. Nobody better. So, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed this uh, singing. By Eric Cartman and or it's in it reality Cartman. The boys are freaked out of naturally because you're like, what the frick is going on? And so you at this point, this is where you definitely know like there's two different Cartmans now. It's like you can definitely tell like there's no other Cartman playing this off at this point. One hundred, one hundred percent. Because that also that that now back to Stan's house. So Stan's got this fish, right? And this is kind <laughs> of. This is, I guess you might say, the main story here. We kind of wanted to establish a side story there with uh, Evil Cartman. But the main story is that Stan gets this fish that's evil. Mm-hmm. So initially, mm-hmm. it's at nighttime. He's laying in bed. And he's kind of just freaked out by the fish. So, you know, he just puts a, what is it, a, a T-shirt over it. And then it kind of gets closer and closer, and he's you know he screams and he wakes up in the middle of the night. And his mom comes in trying to tell his mom that his fish is freaking him out. Tells him to go back again, go back to sleep. So then you know he covers it with a t-shirt again. <laughs> Where's the t-shirt? I don't know. First he went to sleep. That's what it was. And then he screamed again because like the fish freaked him out. And then he was like, "Where's the t-shirt?" And then he saw the t-shirt was on the ground. And then he talking the, the the fish gives them like a message or something like that do you remember what the first message was so stan comes so stan at uh, 1 30 in the morning you know he's under the covers looking at this fish now after a long while the fish turns around and starts like writing something on the tank with his tail so stan gets out of bed for a closer look and then the fish finishes writing it turns it blows on the on the wall of the tank and it spells out kill and then Stan screams like ah! And then Sharon comes in, and Stan's like, you know, the fish. And she looks over at the at the fish tank, and there's nothing there. And then uh, she looks over. Is that what it is? No, no. She leaves. Stan gets back into bed, and then another flash of lightning happens, and Stan sits up, and he looks at the tank again. A tank again, and then he looks down from his bed. And he sees that there's a growing pool of blood and there's a dead mm-hmm. body. <laughs> yeah. So his mom comes in now and she's like, oh, my baby, my baby. My sweet baby, you're so good. You're a good boy. Yeah, she's kind of freaking out. Mommy's a little angel. It's going to be okay, honey. I've got such a good boy. Such, such a, good, a good, good boy. And then it happens again. <laughs> it happens again, and then she comes back in. It's the same thing. And Stan says to the fish, you're not going to get away with this. And then the fish breathes on the tank and communicates again. Yes, I will. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, that fish is out to get Stan. So that's pretty much the main storyline is that we've got this evil fish, which will turn into evil animals here because after that, after the mom is now burying the bodies the next morning, after many more deaths, uh, officer Barb Brady's knocks on the door and Sharon Mars uh, enters the door and he shows him a picture of the two people he ki- she killed as well as what looks to be William Shatner picture of him. Um, no reason, no recollection, but apparently in the backyard, She's got five holes buried, but we only saw two deaths. Did you notice that? Right. So that was a little weird, uh, but maybe that frame was out of place, or maybe there was just too many deaths. You know what I mean? Maybe that scene should have come later when Kenny died and when um, when the was it the other people died because doesn't the fish kill Aunt Flo? Yeah, when we get there. So like. <laughs> so, so like I, I, I think the the this officer Barb Brady scene might have been out of place, 
Um, however, after many deaths, Officer Barbrady comes in and asks Miss Marsh if she knows anything about it. After he looks around, she takes him captive, which was interesting because they're in the backyard and he, he's so stupid. He doesn't see anything wrong with the backyard. He's like, all right, nothing looks out of the ordinary here. And just as he's in the middle <laughs> of saying that, she hits him over the head with a shovel. It's like, why do I got to do that? It's like, that's fucked up. So she takes him captive in the basement for fear of him taking Stan away. So now Cartman shows up at the bus stop and tells the boys um, he can't be there since the bearded Cartman is also there. Basically, they're like, wait a minute. How are you here when the bearded Cartman is also here? And Cartman's like, holy shit. (laughs) Man, it's hella cold out here. Cartman? Who'd you expect, my Pavich? Guy, you're hella lame. What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm just standing here. Jesus, mellow out, you guys. You can't be standing there, Cartman. Why the hell not? Because you're standing over there. Ah, son of a bitch. So we've got the first interaction of parallel universes, if you will, if you will, between Cartman A, our Cartman, and Cartman B, that, that's being the beard, Cartman. So the boys then try to figure out what is going on in the universe. They go to school and they ask the lovable chef, right? That's the very first thing the boys are going to do. A chef looks like he's dressed up like some sort of like, uh, I'd say a native African warrior. Maybe that's the kind of vibe I was getting from his outfit. uh, Yeah. Which I liked it. It was pretty cool. Like he had like a leopard print and half of his face was painted. And then he had like a a cool like uh, headdress on. So it was interesting. And then he asked, the like, uh, chef's all trying to explain, like, the specials and spooky spaghetti and all this. <laughs> like, he's all trying to be in the theme of a Halloween, right, in his costume. And the boys are all trying, like, they're like, chef, chef, chef. And then he's like, what? He's like, we got bigger problems. And they're like, what? And then he, he just kind of points to the right. And then the chef notices that there's two Cartmans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, oh, oh, my God, children. So they, oh my God, he gives them the advice. They need to backtrack and find out what's causing this. So there's got to be some sort of portal that's unleashed this alternate reality, right? Right. Right. So Stan, which, right? Coming through. Coming through. So Stan puts it together now, man, that, wait a minute, my fish probably has something to do with this. So let's go return this fish. So first the boys take the goldfish back to the pet store. After they go home. Now, when they go back to Stan's house, <laughs> the goldfish keeps killing because the goldfish gets out Aunt Flo. Because in the middle of where they're finding out where this fish was purchased, they ask Aunt Flo, where, where's the fish bought? Where's the fish bought? And they turn their back and then the fish kills Aunt Flo. And then the fish kills Kenny. <laughs> so she buries them in the backyard. So there's your five bodies right there. Do you get what I'm saying? Amen. That's why I think that still frame of the backyard was out of context. Just a like, little bit. Or the, the at least the entrance of Barb Brady was, you know, like he should have came in after this scene and then she could have locked him up. That would have made more sense to me personally, because then you have your five okay. bodies that she killed. But she apparently has got uh, a Barb Brady down in the basement. You've got Randy. He like goes down <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, he hears him singing. What is what song is he's down there singing? I don't remember. Something about sunshine. <laughs> so he's in the basement singing, and Randy goes down sure. there. Well, first he goes down there, and then like he sees Officer Barbara, and, he's, and Officer Barbara's like, "Hello, Mister Marsh," and then like, <laughs> and then Randy leaves, and he goes, "See you later." See you later, Mister. See you later. Hello, Mr. Marsh. Top of the evening to you. Okay, boy, then. He's like, he doesn't even care. Like, he's just, uh... like, all nonchalant, like, just, you know, been sh- he's shackled. So he walks upstairs, Randy, that is, and he goes to Sharon. He confronts her, and he's like, Sharon? Sharon? Yes, hon? There's a policeman being held prisoner in our basement. Yes, hon. I had to restrain him so we wouldn't find the bodies in the backyard and take our baby away. Why'd you take his pants off? Sharon, why'd you take his pants off? Why is Officer Barb Brady, like, in the the basement uh, being held captive? 
And she says, well, you know, got, got to protect our baby. Our baby's not going to go to jail. <laughs> and, uh, why doesn't yeah. he have any pants? But uh, why doesn't he have any pants? And she continues to try and talk. And, and he says, but no, no, but, but seriously, why doesn't he have any pants on? <laughs> and uh, he eventually tells her, why don't you backtrack and tell me the whole story of what's going on? <laughs> like, what, what the hell is going on? So. Uh, while that's going on, e- uh, regular or I guess you know, positive Cartman, uh, aka evil Cartman, Cartman B, has added a good effect on the other boys as they decide to go ahead and do the pumpkin anyway. The squash, they enter it and they've like decorated, yeah, they decorated it up with like cobwebs and spiders and they win. They... And now, what they don't realize though is after trying to take the uh, pet store. Uh, Fishback is a another parallel. Stan and Kyle are going to enter into the picture as they figure out the fish has been killing people. They take it back to the Indian store, the Indian burial ground store. <laughs> it's built <laughs> on an Indian burial ground. That's and the name they, of the store, right? right Indian right. burial ground pet, pet store. store. Yeah, so they bring it in and like they're like, "Sir, why did you? What did you do when you built this?" When you built this Indian pet burial ground, and he, the guy's like, Dude, why is your store called the Indian Burial Ground Pet Store? Well, there was an Indian burial ground here before I bought it. So you just built your store on top of Indian burial ground? Oh, hell no. First, I dug up all the bodies, pissed on them, and then buried them again upside down. Why? Why? I don't know. Well, first, I dug all the, all the Indians up. Then I pissed on them. Then I <laughs> buried them back in upside down. <laughs> well, why'd you do that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Such a desecration, bro. Oh, so bad. So bad, bro. So bad. Not good, my man. Not good. Well, Not good. from there, they decide to confront him further and tell him, look, man. You, you you can't can't do this. You, you you've got to like you know you got to take responsibility for your actions. And the guy's like, wait a minute, you want to return your fish, don't you? And he's like, they're like, yeah. He's like, let me guess, it killed people. And they're like, yeah. How did you know? He's like, you're the eighth or ninth customer this week. And mm. you look around the pet store, and there are all nothing these pets but, are but, nothing but demonic pets and everything, right? They're all possessed, right? Nasty, mean, demonic-looking pets. <laughs> like you're gonna take this back. Like you're gonna take this store. You're gonna take this quack 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 quack. <laughs> you're gonna take this. You're gonna take ribbit ribbit. Right. <laughs> you're gonna take this uh, evil uh, pet back, and he's like, "Hell, I am." <laughs> and he's like, "Shit!" And Cartman, like the positive card, "Shit, you, you, you can't just say this type of animals." You have to have a little sand. <laughs> you have to have a little sand. Listen, friend, you can't sell people pets like this. You have to have a sign that says, Warning, these fish are from an evil parallel universe. Now, it's not our fault you disrespected the bodies of this land's native peoples. But by golly, you're going to take this fish back. You have to have a little sign that says, These pets may be possessed or something. You can't just do this. You can't just do this like that. And they're like, whoa, dude. Stan and Kyle are like, whoa, dude. We like this, Cartman. He's making some fucking sense, right? So, (laughs) well, they eventually do get the guy to take the fish back. And then afterwards, they're like, why did you, you know, you you built this on the Indian burial ground. Have you noticed anything weird? And he opens the door. (laughs) And they're like, no, no. First, they said, we're looking for a portal. And he's like, oh, is that what this is? And he opens the door and like it's the force of it. Like is like has his hat sucked off, his <laughs> hair is flowing. <laughs> I was wondering what this was. And it's like <laughs> a giant portal. We think that when you did that, you opened up a doorway to an evil parallel universe. Well, that certainly would explain a lot. Like what? Well, like this. I've been wondering what the hell this was. Then like <laughs> He's not said anything to anybody about, and he's also yeah, not yeah. tried. To, he's also not tried to go through himself. Like, if, let me ask you this, Ian: If you had a portal that just popped up in your house, would you try to go through it? If you had some line, the witch in the wardrobe shit, would you jump through it, brother? 
Yeah, probably. Would you? Hell yeah, brother. Right? You know what I'm saying? I'd call you and be like, yo, let's go. Found a portal. We're going. <laughs> See what happens. See where we go. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Would, would it be smart to try and send a note through it first or something? Make sure that we're not going to like decompose nope. and die? Nope. We're just going to do it? Going to do it. What if we die, though? Send an apple through. All right. I'm going to say... That's what I'm saying. You gotta throw something through. Maybe so, hopefully something comes Finger. back. Comes out, it's all bone. It's like, yeah. But, all right, we're not going. Actually, the smart thing to do would be like a giant stick or something. Or yeah. something. Like a rod or and see what happens when you put that through the field. I mean, that would be see how if it decomposes matter or something. I don't know. I'm not a scientist here. So after they leave the fish at the pumpkin, uh, I'm sorry, at the at the Indian Grand Burial store. They leave the fish to go pumpkin carving contest where they win. Now, suddenly the bearded Stan and Kyle show up um, through the uh, portal themselves. They're like, that fat boy was just here because they're looking for their version of Cartman. Now, in their universe, they're the assholes, and Cartman is the nice kid. <laughs> so the, they're, like, uh, terrorizing the pet store owner. Like, where is he? We And the pet store owner's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And they let all the animals loose. So now all the animals are, like, destroying the town. Um, like they're just, they're fucking everything up, bro. And like they're they're like walking down the street and they look at it and then they keep going. That being Stan, Kyle, and Positive Kenny, Positive Cartman. So Cartman has explained to them about his annoying counterparts and that they have gone looking for him. Now, normal Stan and Kyle get the transportation to the parallel world device off the counterparts, and they eventually send them back because this breaks down in a fight in the crowd <laughs> where. So they're in the middle of like this Halloween fest, right? And the mayor is giving a speech, and then all of a sudden you see like Cartman, evil Stan, and evil Kyle running through the crowd with Cartman because they when they go to get Cartman, what they think is the regular their Cartman, like they try to apprehend him, <laughs> and Cartman slaps him. Get the hell out of me! There you are, Cartman. Nice costume, you guys. You spent about a buck fifty on those? We're here to take you back, goody two-shoes. Oh? I've got a better idea. Why don't you two go fuck yourselves? Hey, what's wrong with you, Cartman? What's wrong with me? Let's see. Um, I hate you guys. You're hella stupid. Come on, Mr. Wholesome. We're taking you back to our universe. Don't touch me. I was like, yeah, you tell him, Cartman. I'll never fucking touch you, dog. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Our Cartman would never hit us. Who are you? And he's like, oh, you're looking for that other pussy? It's like, let's go. I'll, I'll show you to them. So they go to the festival, and in this festival, they're trying to take out the regular Cartman to his his universe. However, in this instance, Stan and Kyle apprehend the, I guess it might be like a, a, a phaser gun or whatever it is, a, a portal gun. Um, it, might be, it was a modern day. It was a, it was a Rick and Morty portal, portal gun, dude. Yeah. South, South Park did it first. South Park did it first. I think um, what's their nuts and what's his nuts? I think they're both fans of South Park. Maybe I think I remember that from a like a uh, like an interview with them, and they were talking about that. And I think that they said that they they were fans of South Park. So I just want to point that out that South Park did it here in season two that they created <laughs> some sort of portal gun in their animation. So. They might not have been the first to make a portal gun, but they were the first, it looks like, to do it here, right? In my opinion. I don't know. You tell me. Because they zapped away. Um, uh, Stan and Kyle zapped away the evil Stan and Kyle, and then they were going to zap away their version <laughs> of Cartman. They're like, sorry, fat boy, we don't like you. We're getting rid of you. We're keeping the other one. <laughs> and Cartman ends up ripping that guy's, the evil beard off so now you've got two identical looking Cartmans and Cartman ends up tricking them <laughs> it's like he ends up like saying like you know what we don't have enough time <laughs> not enough to have it is just go ahead and, and, and uh, kill one of us quickly or we'll both or no kill both of us otherwise we'll both everything will be destroyed and then they realize that he's oh well he then he's got to be the nicer Cartman so they send the other Cartman and that Cartman's like, screw you guys, as he's getting... So it makes you think for a moment that they got the right Cartman. 
But then all of a sudden they go, how did you know it was him? And they say, well, the normal Cartman would never say that. And then he goes, hey, hey you guys are head of stupid. <laughs> I knew you would do that. Hey, hey, stupid. I, yeah, head of stupid. I knew you were for that. Um, and then all of a sudden in the basement, we see Barnaby being freed by Randy as it's revealed that, of course, Sharon comes to the conclusion that her son did not kill all those people. It was the pet stores. And that, I believe, is how the episode ends. Yes. Yep. Uh, because and, uh, and confirm. Right. Because after more deaths, Officer Barty, where he asks if Sharon knows anything about it. <laughs> and there was nothing else. That was I mean, that's pretty much it, bro. Just leave me to my dignity. All right. Randy shows up. <laughs> he was going to give it. He goes, he goes, do you want your pants? <laughs> Just he goes, leave he me goes, to my dignity. And then, he, and then he walks out in the middle of the street. He goes, now move along, everyone. As he's got Nothing no pants. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. All right, guys. Well, that was the full episode recap. Let's get into some underlining tones and a trivia. So I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Stan's treehouse from the episode Clubhouse was seen uh, when Barb Brady was smashed by the spade shovel. Uh, did you, you didn't get to review that episode with us. Uh, did you like that episode of Clubhouses? The, the South Park episode? Yeah. Um, it has its moments where it's really funny. It's a pretty good episode. It, it might make the top 100 for me. Okay. Uh, afterwards, we've got the Tiny Allen. No, t- sorry, Tiny Alien. That was run over by Mrs. Crabtree in the beginning of the episode is also end up seen in the Starver and Marvin in Space episode and in the Goobacks episode. Oh, okay. oh shit. And if you don't know what the Goobacks episode is, the Goobacks episode is, well, that became probably one of. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but yes. I was going to say the Goobacks episode is famous for probably one of South Park's now notorious catchphrases. They took our job! They took your job! So so that's where this alien ends up. Uh, It's also seen in Les Petites Tourettes, um, but it's a toy in the store Cartman is at. And it's also seen in the beginning of the episode canceled eating in the alien cafeteria. So they sure use this alien a lot. Yeah. Now, now Kenny's house is shown to leak and have power outages during thunderstorms. <laughs> in the evil parallel universe, Cartman is nice, as we mentioned, and Stan and Kyle are mean. Apparently, Kenny is rich, and he's also a skinny white insurance salesman. <laughs> what the fuck? How is he an insurance salesman at their age? Or, and, or, how are they friends with this uh, version of Kenny? It's so weird. Uh, Didn't uh, Cartman at one point in this episode mention that Chef and the other parallel universe was like a white insurance salesman? Yeah, he was a white something. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Chef is a skinny white insurance salesman. Kenny is rich and has a car. That's what it is. And Chef is a white skinny insurance salesman. So weird, man. Well, the running gag, of course, throughout this episode is Sharon burying bodies in the backyard and becoming sensitive of Stan thinking it was him that killed the people when it was actually the fish. I'm such a good little boy. Such a sweet little boy. <laughs> such a uh, good little I don't know if you noticed, this was also the first episode where Stan was wearing pajamas in an episode. Now, it does show that uh, Sharon goes through different mood swings whenever her and Aunt Flo come to visit as well, making Randy uh, sleep on the couch. She makes Randy sleep on the couch. I have to go sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> she only comes in for five days. I mean, we haven't really touched on that, but South Park definitely did make it satirical, uh, I guess you might say, comparison that Aunt Flo is supposed <clears throat> to and Sharon's period, her, her menstrual cycle. And back in 1998... Um, it definitely wasn't joked about as much, and I would say they, I think, comedy more or less satirized it as kind of a bad thing. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. satirized uh, the women's menstruation cycle as something that was horribly wrong when realistically, like, that's just a normal thing. So, Right. <laughs> uh, just as guys, you know, I guess uh, poop and fart and ejaculate too, like every other person. Uh, so the entire episode was shown in spooky vision. Now, this was, uh, of course, with every frame 
uh, having the words written around the edges of the screen and pictures of Barbara Streisand in four corners. Now, this is the response to the May 1998 interview Barbara Streisand had with Marabella magazine, where she commented on her betrayal in that South Park episode, Mecca Streisand. She stated, <laughs> she stated, I enjoy satire and parody, but I wonder if shows like South Park and Beavis and Butthead don't add to the cynicism and negativity in our culture, especially in the children. In oh, the she children. couldn't handle it. She couldn't right. handle it. Right. Uh, now, the alien creature that emerges from the spaceship at the beginning of the episode as well resembles kind of a, one of the xenomorph aliens common in the alien franchise. Uh, the Cartman doppelganger and the majority of the plot elements revolving around his character are a parody of Star Trek's episode Mirror. Mirror, which aired October 6, 1967. The episode was the first in the Star Trek franchise to introduce the concept of parallel worlds. It featured a mirror world where the Federation was evil and each crew member of the Enterprise had an evil doppelganger, including, well, you know, you know the rest. It featured a mirror world where the Federation was evil and each crew member of the Enterprise had an evil doppelganger, including Mr. Spock. Now, the Spock duplicate had a beard, much like the Cartman doppelganger in this episode. I forgot about that. Spock had a beard, the evil Spock. Uh, the boys mocked the doppelganger's Cartman by asking him if he's dressed up like actor Luke Perry. Uh, unfortunately, rest in peace, Luke Perry was best known for his role in the original Beverly Hills 90210, which, which actually... Um... Did, Which actually is a real zip code. Sorry, go ahead. Did uh, did he have a problem with drugs or something at one point? Because I remember like he was like super famous, and then something happened. I don't know what what happened. That was was there something like controversial around Luke Perry? Did something happen with that dude? I, I you know I'm sorry, I just cannot remember. I don't believe so because Luke Perry had a son. I think that's what it was. Is he just went and had a son and he went and became a dad because his son's a pro wrestler now. He's like 21, 22. Well, Onflow, as we mentioned, is personified as a parody of menstrual cycle. Cartman begins using the phrase "hella, hella," which is actually has its origins in San Francisco's Hunters Point neighborhood. It is slang term meaning "very" or "really." The goldfish writing the word "kill" on the fishbowl is a call to the Star Trek episode "The Devil in the Dark," where an alien of the Horsian race writes, "No, kill, I." When Sharon believes that Stan is murdering people and tries to cover up for him, she says, I've got such a good boy, Mommy's Little <laughs> Angel. That's actually a parody of a similar scene from 1956, the movie The Bad Seed. A lot of parodies. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. Now, when Stan tries to explain to Sharon that the fish killed people, not him, Sharon begins singing that variation of the tra- traditional children's lullaby, Hush Little Baby. Hush Little Baby, don't say anything. Mama's going to bury the bodies in the backyard. Uh, when the boys ask Cartman why he is at the bus stop, he responds sarcastically by asking them if they were expecting talk show host Maury Povich. Maury <laughs> Povich? Uh, when Cartman and his doppelganger is seen side by side, there's actually kind of a, a visible line. I don't know if you noticed this. That went down mm-hmm. the middle of the screen. Now, this is actually a nod. It's on your screen. Yeah. Well, this is actually a nod to – it is, yeah, if you're watching this on video, on YouTube. This is a nod to the old film splicing effect that they used to be, de- used to be done to make an actor play two roles and appear to be standing side by side. So it was a process – if it was not done properly, you would see that line. Now, they did this on purpose, obviously. Um, as it, they even at one point have Kenny being like unevenly placed between the two lines, like Cartman is on a lower playing field throughout, throughout the episode. It's kind of funny. Uh, one of the photos of the missing people that Officer Barb Brady, as we mentioned, showed is uh, Charles T. Kirk of uh, Star Trek. So, a lot of references, a lot of parodies here. A couple more things here, guys, and then we're almost done. When Officer Barb Brady is bonked on the head with a shovel, he says the phrase, tennis anyone? <laughs> this is actually a cliche, cliche, a cliche joke uh, phrase that Humphrey Bogart used to use on Broadway. Uh, one transition scene in the third act features Barbara Streisand's head quickly zooming towards the screen as a sound effect from Super Friends is played. Before we started yes. this, before we started this episode, Scoop wanted to use the background of a giant Barbara Streisand face. It was it is very freaky. 
Um, when tied up in the Marsh's basement, Officer Bright Brady sings the song Blue Tail Fly, I, a.k.a. Jimmy Crack Corn and I Don't Care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I Don't Care. Now, this song originated, at, I don't know if you know this, from an 1840s minstrel show. And it eventually became adopted as a popular American children's song. Take a minute. Let's take a second and think about that again. Jimmy Crack Corn, that song originated from an 1840s minstrel show. All right, let me read that over to you again. Jimmy Crack Corn is a song that originated from an 1840s minstrel show. Now, Scoop, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, why don't you explain to the audience what a minstrel show is? The minstrel show, or minstrelsy, minstrelsy, was an American form of entertainment developed in the early 19th century. Each show consisted of comic skits, variety acts, dancing, and music performance that depicted people specifically of African descent. Now, interestingly enough, back then, Scoop, if they didn't have African Americans, did you know it, that then they it would It was then... mostly performed by white people in makeup or blackface for the purpose blackface. of playing the role of black people. Exactly. There are also some African American performers and black-only minstrel groups that formed and toured. What? That, well, yeah, at that point, like there was there was black minstrel groups because they had to take advantage of the situation. Like some some smart African Americans were like, "Well, hey, well, we can travel and just be you know this way, and then we don't necessarily have to be on a farm." That's smart. Minstrel shows showed lampooned black people as dim-witted, lazy, buffoonish, superstitious, and happy-go-lucky. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a good period for American history. Um, and as you can see there, that goes all the way back to the 1800, 19th century. And it lasted. Do you know how long it lasted? They didn't stop in the 1960s. Right. Till the Kellogg era. So for those unaware, when I say the Kellogg era, the, the creator of your favorite, maybe cereal could be Kellogg's Frosted Flakes was a known racist. And he was a known guy that was like. He said, like, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes would, like, help decrease the uh, want or desire to masturbate, I think is what is what one of his pitches was at one point in time. He was big on trying to prevent people from masturbating. And I got to tell you, I don't like that either. Uh, racism is definitely not good, but you definitely cannot try to prevent people from jacking it. You want to jack it? You jack it. Do it yeah, in your house. Dude. Freedom to jack it. Freedom to jacket, jack. do it in your house, dog. But yeah, do it in your bathroom, over the toilet, so it's easy to clean up. You know, something or in the tub, I guess. In the tub. If know. you're a violent one, do it in the shower. Hey, as I, no, I was gonna say, you know, as I told you when we were younger, you gotta take the challenge, bro. Gotta take the challenge. <laughs> Scoops shoving his head because he knows exactly what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> Take the chub challenge when you're in the shower. Figure the it out. You'll know. Jelly. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, so when Kenny's mother says you're. So anyway, I'm sorry. Before I don't want to like skip over that. But like, interesting enough that that Jimmy Crack Corn song is a very racial song. So we probably shouldn't be singing that anymore. Just saying. Uh, just especially not in this day and age. I mean, back in '98, I understand, but not, not now. Which is why we didn't sing it throughout the episode. We only wanted to sing. I only wanted to like say the lines here when we talk about the context of it. Mm-hmm. So when Kenny's mother says uh, later in the episode, so when Kenny dies by the fish, his mom like barges in looking for um, <laughs> Kenny, and she's all drunk and shit, and she's like, "You'd be drunk too if you lost your boy." <laughs> <laughs> she's all drunk and shit. Now this is of course a reference to that same movie, The Bad Seed. Uh, when the pet store owner opens, as we mentioned, the employee's only door, revealing that portal to the doppelganger Cartman's world. It's another reference to Poltergeist, which in the film, um, in the closet, it's Carol's room, Carol Ann's room, has a portal to the spirit dimension. Uh, the concept of pets made evil by spirits of uh, deceased Indians derives from Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery, obviously. As we mentioned, there's a lot of references here. 
Um, now, apparently, the Indians buried under the Indian burial ground pet stock, uh, shop are a member of the uh, Wampanoa tribe. Now, this race of natives were not indigenous of Colorado. They actually were more in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So I just want to clarify that. <laughs> now, when the kids agreed to carve the squash and enter into the pumpkin carving contest, Stan says, yeah, you know, I never thought it was such a bad little squash. Now, of course, this was in reference to the Charlie Brown Christmas with the uh, tree. <laughs> I need him candy, love, and mm, uh, Now, the rifle, the evil Stan and evil Kyle have that send them back to the evil universe is similar to the phaser rifles of the next generation era of Star Trek. So I guess, like like we said, we're not saying that South Park was the first show to do it because obviously Star Trek did it, but... They were Star, Trek Star Trek did it. Star Trek did it. Star Trek did it. But they were one of the first animated shows to feature it in an episode. Now, of course, Rick and Morty popularized it by, you know, Rick being, you know, using it and having the ability to go anywhere he wants in the world. As we mentioned, Cartman, at the conclusion of the episode, tricked the boys into sending the Cartman doppelganger back to his home dimension by saying, Time's right now. You have to destroy his blood. And now this is, of course, yet another Star Trek reference. Now, it, uh, this time of the episode, whom gods destroy, when witnessing a battle between Kirk and Shapeshifter, Captain Garth of the Azars, uh, Spock is able to tell the two apart when the real Kirk orders Spock to shoot them both. However, these both reference a story as well in the Old Testament of the Bible, where King Solomon has to judge two women fighting over an infant. He orders the baby to be cut in half so that they both have an equal share. One woman agrees with the king's decision, while the true mother said that the other woman could have him. King Solomon, then, of course, gave the baby to the true mother. So that was a reference to that as well. So those are our underlying tones and trivia, guys. We're going to wrap up now with our top likes and dislikes, and we'll be on our way. I knew top... that story. Huh? I knew that story. I think a lot of people know that King Solomon story. It's a very old story. I think they've made fun of it too. I think I've seen it in like Simpsons make fun of it. Simpsons did that. Simpsons did that. No, Simpsons did that. So, top liked number one, uh, Spooky Vision is what you put down as it's set up for uh, later on down the line, Mecha Streisand, right? But this is our second appearance of Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Mecha uh, number two was the parallel Cartman. That was my choice. I put that up there. Uh, I thought that was hilarious uh, that there was just a second parallel Cartman that was really nice. And I kind of want a Funko parallel pop- Cartman pop now. And for those watching, if you see on the Skype video, maybe you're picking it up or not, there is a Cartman plushie there in the corner um, that I was gifted. Um, that's part. There's also in the background a Cartman uh, South Park um, like Lego type set. Not Lego, but it's uh, like McCoughlin. Builders, whatever, you know what I'm talking about? So I've got one of those. Uh, number three, winning the contest with the squash. <laughs> they decorated the squash up all spooky with spiders and cobwebs, and, well, they won. So it was they pretty won. It was pretty unique. Uh, number four, the whole parody of Ant Flow, uh, that being their period. Uh, we found that to be kind of funny. Uh, and then because by the end of the episode, did you notice something interesting? By the end of the episode, Sharon was saying, I'm just so sad that Aunt Flo's not going to visit anymore. Almost well, like yeah. she was saying she's not, she's going to start going through menopause or her period's <clears throat> over now. Right? Is that what that means? So was the, like, the, the euphemism of the fish killing the, her period or Aunt Flo that, that she's no longer going to get periods anymore? Because if you think about it, then later on... <laughs> In like a horrible way, they put it through menopause with the with the school shooting. Like that's what Randy's all like. He's seeing when the, like thinking that Sharon's going through some sort of menopause because she gets upset that all these kids are dying. Which I would be freaking out too. You know what I mean? But interestingly enough, it takes uh, about a decade of seasons to get to that point. So at this point, she just her period's gone. Uh, He's a gone. She can't have no more uh, period. She cannot have no more. Number five, you put the fish. This was your top like. Why did you like the fish, Scoop? Explain the, it. The fish. I want to hear. Because he's the fish. And he's so, he's so, is he's, he's the fish. So Stan, uh, his sister gets that badass entertainment system, right? And then he gets this fish. The fish ends up killing people and it's just like, kill. 
So you're not going to get away with this? And he's like, ah, yes, I will. <laughs> and then he kills Aunt Flo, and then, you know. I don't know, I just thought it was funny. See, that's why I like the fish. He's the fish. All right, well, number six was Cartman tricking <laughs> them into getting rid of the other Cartman. We both liked that. That was hilarious. Like, obviously, you, you they should have just shot him. Uh, number seven... Barb Brady in the basement we thought was hilarious with no pants on, as we mentioned, as we also mentioned, uh, Randy saying, uh, Sharon, why does he know he had pants on? Uh, then number eight, the store was on top of an Indian burial ground. <laughs> and the Indian burial ground owner <laughs> dug up the dug up the in- dead bodies, pissed in their mouth, and then buried them upside down. Number nine, <laughs> Evil Cartman dropping off supplies to Kenny's house. That, we didn't bring that up. That was hilarious. Just in the middle of a thunderstorm, the Evil Cartman shows up in a rain jacket. That would be a, a, your Funko Pop, actually. Hi there, folks. This is a heck of a storm out now. Thought maybe you could use some provisions. There's some candles and food in there. It ain't much, but it should get you through the night. Take care, folks. I've got other houses to get to. Kenny, wasn't that your fat, racist, foul-mouthed friend, Eric Cartman? Uh-huh. Evil Cartman. Rain, rain jacket with a little box jacket. of supplies with a little box of supplies <laughs> oh that would be great so yes he shows up in the middle of this thunderstorm folks just wanted to bring you supplies just some candles and some food something to keep you warm and get you through the night <laughs> Kenny isn't that your racist friend your fat racist friend isn't that your fat bigot racist friend uh, Eric Cartman yeah <laughs> That was what Kenny said, but I didn't really think that was relevant because, like, he had some other short lines. It was like, uh huh, ow, and yes, nothing right. really notable. Uh, now, so our top dislike I didn't like the fish, thought the fish was stupid, thought it was a horrible gift, I thought it was a stupid concept. Why didn't he get a cool pet? Why did he get a fish? It would have made more mm-hmm. sense, like, if he got an evil dog, the evil dog's killing things, but a fish, I didn't like it. Now, I get it for the context of the story because I know obviously it's not believable that a fish would do it. But, you know, give us an iguana. Snake. Fish was dumb. An iguana. <laughs> Fish was just dumb. Stan's mom automatically thinks that Stan is the killer. That was one we didn't like. Um, especially, like, when it happened so fast, when the second one happened. Like, and she has to come back up after burying the dead body. Like, obviously, he wouldn't have killed him that fast. Like, right. Do some logic. Logic mom. Number Look- three, Cartman using his hella throughout the episode. You didn't like that? Really, I thought it was. I hated that when it was out in school. I, I thought it was hella uh, cool dog. It's hella cool dog. It's hella stupid, bro. Hella, sick, dog. Uh, hella, hella dog. I, you know what? I, I was in like, oh, I'd like you know, me with a fucking spoon. You want? You want? You want to know what? You want to know? Here's the difference. Uh, this is how I know you didn't like. Why I know you didn't like that word? You didn't grow up in Cali, right? No California. Yeah. So this is I grew up in Cali first 16 years of my life. So this word popped off and people fucking use this word a lot. Yo, that's, that's hella sick, dog. Yo, you trying to get down this? Hell yeah. Like hella was just a word we use. Hella. Hella. Snap. Kind of come up with all these different ways to say. Oh, snap. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's our uh, episode. Before we get going here, Scoop. Did this make Skeeves tap 20? No. Oh, okay. Did this make Scoops Skeeves tap 50? Yes. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Didn't make yours, did it? It doesn't. It doesn't even make my top 100. Top 200. I wanted to be nice. So, Scoops 50. Or are you changing your mind now? All right, that's Scoops. Scoops, top, scoops top 50. All right. It's like 101. <laughs> you mean Scoop? That would be 100, not 50 then. Yeah. Are we changing it? Are you going to be Scoops top 100? It doesn't make the top anything. Oh, really? Doesn't make anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, I don't know. It just doesn't make anything. That's a weird Scoops Top 50, Scoops Top 100, Scoops. It makes Scoops Top 200. If it's 101, then I guess it would make your Top 200, right? There we go. So it makes Scoops Top 200. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of Sick Man. You can check out, of course, our sponsors, HackerHumming.Poppy.com, RatSalonReview.com, 
course, download us, share us on YouTube, share, tell your mom, tell your brother, tell your sister. Hopefully, they're all over the age of eighteen. Um, you know, of course, follow us on Twitter at Suck My Balls Pod, where if you would like to interact with Skeep here, you can because um, Skeep will interact back with you. Yes, and I will. You can go on Instagram and you can like our pictures there at uh, Suck My Balls Pod. If you want to be more part of the conversation or you want to send us trolled emails, give us your feedback. Send us an email suckmyballsgmail. Suckmyballspod at gmail.com. I'm your host of the most who lives on that West Coast, your boy MSG. And this has been another exciting edition of Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ting tang ting du til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang du, ting tang du Ting tang ting du til dig Den jomfru sad i højen tårn Ting tang ting ham som til form. Ting tang ting Men natten gik så trist og lang i ensomhed til solopgang. Ting tang lu, ting tang lu, ting tang ting Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Ting tang ting lusilaj De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lusilaj Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lusilaj Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lusilaj For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lusilaj Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lusilaj Ting tang ting lusilaj Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Ting tang ting lusilaj Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lusilaj